0: For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Gary Vaynerchuk. Fresh out of college, Gary took his family wine business and grew up from a $3 million a year business to a $60 million business in just five years. Now he runs VaynerMedia, one of the world's hottest Digital agencies, and along the way, he became a prolific angel investor, inventional venture capitalist, investing in companies like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Uber, and Birchbox before eventually co founding Vayner RSE, a $25 million investment fund. Gary is also the host of the Ask Gary V show and the author of four New York Times best selling books, including Crush It, The Thank You Economy, Jab, 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 Right Hook, and Ask Gary V, which we'll be talking all about today. So Gary, welcome. Great to have you. Thanks for having me, brother. Awesome. So I want to kind of take it back to the beginning. And a lot of people would ask, okay, so you're running a successful company, right? Why get into this whole book thing? Why write and publish your first book? You know, I never thought of books. You know,
1: I never, I, you know, I never thought about being a personal brand. I never thought, all oh, this was going to happen. I thought I was going to build a big wine store. I thought I was going to open a bunch of them sell them and buy the New York Jets, that was the plan. Um, This internet thing came along. I mean, look what you and I are doing right now. Like (laughs) Like, I don't even travel with a laptop anymore. I'm a few minutes late, I apologize, because I'm making sure my Skype works on my phone. Like, we're having a video conference over my phone, over your computer, like, this is insane. Like, I'm 40, like, I remember five minutes ago, where none of this technology existed, so, you know, I think I'm a, I'm a, counterpart, a counter counterpuncher by trade. I react. I like reacting to what's happening, and um, I reacted. And what I mean by that is, I gave a speech, uh, probably my quintessential coming out, breaking out speech at Web 2.0, um, where I kind of talked about, you know, stop watching Lost and, you know, live your dream and kind of like, and don't live your dream in an impractical way, live your dream in a practical way. This internet thing is real. Let's all take advantage of it. And um, by the time I got off stage, there was eight publishers in my inbox saying, you know, we'd like you to write a book about what you just, uh, what you just talked about. Um, and I gave it some time and thought and, you know, uh, signed a huge book deal with HarperCollins and wrote Crush It. It became a phenomenon and the rest is history.
0: And now that was, that was a 10 book deal, right?
1: It was a very, it was a 10 book deal with Harper studios, which is a former division of HarperCollins, where the, it was an interesting deal. It was a six book deal with four options for them. Um, but I liked the grandosos of the, you know, 10 book deal and, and the million dollar upfront. And that was a whole cool thing. But there was a, there was a back end that if I sold enough copies at any point that covered the advance of the 10 books that I would then be able to be out of the deal. Um, and that happened with the first book, Crush It was such a big phenomenon. And then Harper Studios folded. So if you look at the binding of Crush It versus the binding of Thank You Economy or Jab Jab or the Ask V book, Crush It is by Harper Studios, the others are by Harper Collins. So, it was a ten book deal. It became a one book deal. I signed another one book deal with um, for Thank You Economy. Then I signed a two book deal with Jab Jab and Ask Gary V. And right now I'm currently a free agent, which is exciting.
0: And and so what what are your thoughts there and what, what are next steps there for you? I'm super happy with
1: HarperCollins. We're just negotiating, trying to get a, on the same page. You know, I feel like my brand is starting to grow exponentially and I, you know, I want to be compensated for that. As you can imagine. You know people that are a little more advanced in book writing they recognize that publishers have a challenge in marketing and things of that nature, so you know they're great for distribution and for printing it and for some logistics, but that's a lot of economics that publishers are getting now for things that on an everyday basis are getting commoditized so you know I've thought about self publishing um, but really, a publisher at this point is you want to have a great relationship with your publisher, and I do and then you know, it's a bank, right? You're getting advanced dollars if you're big enough. So it's a cash flow game more than anything else. Um, so just debating, being a businessman, you know, trying to figure it out.
0: Would you, would you ever go the self-published route or would you prefer to stick with a publisher?
1: You know, four years ago I was 100% publisher, 0% self-publishing. I think the brand of self-publishing has changed a lot in the last five years. Um, I think eventually I will self-publish. Um, but um, unless publishing changes its model, um, but for now, you know, I'd prefer to go with a publisher, maybe fifty-one forty-nine.
0: And what what would it take to what would it take to skew you, or what would have to be in place for that to even make sense to to, to self-publish? Nothing. You know what I think. What I think self-publishing
1: would require is a lot of time and effort and infrastructure. And uh, can you hear me? Because I saw it blank a little bit. Yep, I got you. Good, um, you know, just a lot of time, and you know, actually, you know what it would entail—the uh, mental religious decision to do it—and so it's opportunity cost, right? It's taking away from other things that I could, uh, I could be doing, and so I have to think about that.
0: Got it. Now, uh, kind of walk us through. The 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 launching of that first book of Crush It and how what what did you do to make that such a success out of the gate and what were some of the lessons that you learned from publishing that book? Well, you know it's funny, we should bring this up. I don't even think about it. It's kinda of funny, it's uh it's so disrespectful.
1: I wrote a book a couple of years earlier called uh Gary B's wine yeah, So um, Wait, say say that book title again, you cut out that. No worries, uh, I wrote a book uh, two years earlier called Gary Vaynerchuk's Top 101 Wines, right? So um, I uh, wrote a book with Rodell, with a real publisher. With It was a big advance, it was a, a big deal, it was a whole to do, and um, I learned not to rely on, I, it's so great that that happened because I listened to the publisher because I was learning, And they said, don't promote beforehand, do it all the week of, all this stuff that I ended up going against. So um, what I learned between the first and the wine book and then the first business book when I really got serious because I I, I didn't take the first wine book that serious enough in selling it. Um, I just thought like everybody else did, it sold itself kind of thing, right? Which is uh, what they sold me on. that you have to start selling a book months before it actually comes out, that you're actually selling a book years before it's coming out, that you have to build an audience. Um, I also was very aggressive with packages, and you know, buy, five books, you know, selling ancillary opportunities to buy the book. Um, and so, just the promotion cycle six months ahead, uh, I used a lot of social media, I used a lot of other influencers, word of mouth, PR, the hustle and the grind that I talk about so much, um, You know, selling a book is a real effort. It takes a lot of time, you have to cash in a lot of social equity um, and currency, which sucks. Um, I hate when I'm in book promotion. I'm my cheapest, I'm I'm my easiest, I mean, I'm probably doing this talk in Atlanta right now, I'm not sure, but I think so, because of my book, right? You know, uh, I'm my least expensive when I'm in book promotion mode because I wanna hit numbers, I wanna make stuff happen, I wanna get the book out there, I want my message to be heard. You don't write a book for kicks and giggles, you want people to hear what you have to say. You wanna help people, you wanna impact people, you want them to be, you know, if you're writing entertainment, you want them to escape their real lives. If you're writing what I want, you want them to take those, those actions based on your strategies. So um, I learned that you have to really put in the work um, a good half a year before the book actually comes out. That would be my number one thing for everybody listening.
0: Got it. And so you learned that between, I guess, book one to book one, right? Yes.
1: That's a good way to put it.
0: From book (laughs) one to book one. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Now what, how is it, how have things changed from that first book to now what you just did um, with the Ask Gary V book? Like what are the things have you learned or what things have you, have you been doing differently?
1: Most of it stayed the same, believe it or not. I haven't evolved it much other than I went very heavy on my brand building before a a good. I basically wrote Ask Gary V, the book in my head by deciding to do the Ask Gary V show. So I basically, um, uh, you know, I basically decided 18 months before I wrote the book to start a show and build an audience around the concept of the book. And so I got real patient, you know, and I built on brand, and it worked really well. I mean, there was none of my books sold, uh, um, um, this level, right. You know, I sold over a hundred thousand copies the first week. Wow. Um, so
0: that was pretty good. Now, what, what went into the thought process of having the full show and using that to kind of drive the book, drive the content for the book, drive the promotion to the book? Like what went into the strategy on
1: that? I thought that the show could, Give people the most 360 look at what was really making me tick. I think, I think, you know, and I guess maybe you have a feel of this, you know, like I feel like people have a better read of me as a person, as an entrepreneur, the subtleties of my strategies, the EQ, the leadership, the 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 gray, not just the put this on Twitter, wasn't, you know, and so it just uh I thought the content would be better uh if I did the show for a year, a year and a half and that became the framework of the book. It, just, uh, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Use the community to get questions, which made the show, make the show uh, push me in directions I never would have went to by myself, which created more interesting copy and books, and then make, build book around the show, right? Uh, which means the book was 30, you know, on third base, 75% written, then, then promote the book to get more people to watch the show, and just like a whole thing, you know.
0: Now, was the, was the show mainly a book play? Was it was it the whole time it was just a no. book? Was it a business uh, play?
1: It was it was probably all of the above. It was a play on I had realized that I was at my best and people thought I was the smartest and I was the best version of myself in Q&A form. That every keynote I ever gave, people were entertained, but the of the audience that didn't like the cursing or the ego that in the Q&A they were like wait a minute this guy might be smart like wait a minute this is this guy might have chops this isn't a shtick on stage we just asked him 25 questions he didn't know what the questions were gonna be and look how sharp he is and look how much he actually knows and oh that showed a different side of him it was it was shedding the best light on me Q&A was shedding the best light on me and um I want people to like me. I want to be liked. I want, I want to be consumed. I want to be heard. I, I have a yearning to push out my message. And by the way, it's because my message is not that sexy. Like, hey, work? Like, no shortcuts? Like, I may deliver it sexy, but it is super not interesting. Like, nobody wants to buy my stuff. The, I could be 10 times more popular if I was selling shortcuts and programs and secrets and and, you know, systems.
0: So how, how do you feel like you take something that's not sexy and make it sexy?
1: My personality, I think my charisma, my showmanship, um, my personality has worked for me. And, and again, you know, for seven out of 10, for three out of 10, it's too much. It's too New Jersey. It's too bravado. It's too, you know, irreverent. It's too, you know, you know, confrontational, and, and I respect that, and I don't disagree, um, I, under, I, I have empathy and self-awareness of how I'm being consumed. I know the reason I win net-net is because I have the right intent. You know, I think one thing that people don't recognize with me is I have nothing else to sell. But, you know, I only sell books once every three years for 18 bucks. Like, obviously there's higher levels up if people want to buy in bulk and, and do things with me. My time is valuable, but a hell of a lot more valuable than the exchange I'm doing on the books. I'm always laughing. I'm laughing at all the people that are emailing me right now trying to do the old book offers. I, don't, I mean the old book offers, I mean two months ago, a month ago, and they're laughable. Like, I, like, now that it's over, I would never consider spending 45 minutes in a Skype interview for that dollar amount. That, that, wouldn't, even be, that wouldn't even run through my mind. And now people are all sad, and I love it. And I love it, I love I love the game of business, right? Like, I love when people think you're bluffing, like, no, it's 2,000 books for 3,000 books, and then they like kind of realize, they try to go back around and go to your speaking agent and realize, wait a minute, that's twice as much, and I get all the books, so let me go do that, but then it's over, and they're like, wait a minute, what happened, and then all of a sudden, because the book did well, and I have viral videos going on, my speaking fee's up another 25%, and it's just business, you gotta strike at the moment, it's like, I bought a lot of Facebook stock when it was 20 bucks a share, but I could have bought a lot more and I'm super pissed. I didn't, you know, but I, and I knew, and that's kind of a, I'm enjoying right now. My contemporaries, my community emailing me like, Hey, this was only five weeks ago. I go, a lot of things were five weeks ago.
0: (laughs) So you're like the hot girl at school is what you're saying. (laughs) Right now I'm the hot girl at school
1: for the people that knew. I'm no right now. I'm the girl that asked you on a date five weeks ago, but, uh, But you said no, uh, or you wanted to wait out for a different girl, or what have you, and now you came back, but it's too late.
0: Because she just won the prom queen, so. (laughs) Hundred percent. All right, so you were talking about the Q and A format, and that's probably one of my favorite lessons from Crush It: is that you don't have to necessarily go with just what everyone says you have to go with, right? Like you don't have to write; you don't have to. You find the mode for you, and you take that route. And I know for me, it was. I thought I had to be a writer and I had to always be writing. But then I realized that wasn't my best mode, right? Yes. So can you kind of talk about that and how, how people can find that for themselves?
1: It's a very simple question. I don't have to be very long winded. There's writing, there's audio, there's video, um, there's animation, and like, you know, there's DJing where you're interviewing or, or um, curating other people's content. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's not that many ways to communicate to the world. Video, audio, written word, and then variations, original content or the curation of content, where you're a DJ. That's it, like, that's it. I don't know what else to really say. Like, and, and I guess my point is, over if you wanna get into the game, if you wanna produce content, if you wanna be heard, which I recommend for all of you, whether you wanna be a personal brand or not, it's not about being out there like I am, it's about getting your business out there. It doesn't have to be a person, it could be a logo. Um, you know, I highly recommend that you uh, you try all five. You, try, you know, I'm not good at curating other people's content because I don't have time to read other people's content so I don't have a way to curate it. I'm terrible at the written word, that's why i have a ghostwriter, that's why I audio my books and then we work on it, you know, but I'm great at video and I'm great at audio and so um, I think you have to test uh, your ways and I think everybody should try every medium, see what sticks, see what's fun, see what works, and you know, if it's fun and it doesn't work, but you have fun and that's what you want, then good, do that. If uh, if it's about business and written word works and you don't love doing it, but you're great at it and you got to pay the bills, then you do that. So everybody's different, but it does come down to understanding what medium you're best at.
0: Do you feel like your medium has evolved over time or has it always been Q&A? It just took you a little while, little while to find that.
1: Um, Yeah, I think I think I should have known, right? Like, sorry about this. Uh, i I should have known it was q and a because that's what really debating and all that stuff was really good for me in in high school, and I don't mean the debate club, I mean yelling about sports at the lunch table you know <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i mean i I think talking has clearly been something I've been good at, you know, my first grade music teacher called me motormouth, you know, so clearly, I love to talk, and uh yeah, I mean I think uh q and a is very you know. I think here's what it comes down to. I think most people think I'm full of crap, or I'm just sizzle, or I'm charismatic the first time they come across me. So anything I can do to show pe- besides what I actually focus on, which is build actual businesses, not sell people information products, allows me to separate myself because I'm building, you know, building VaynerMedia from a three to a hundred million dollar business in the last five year, four years has been a smart move for my career. You know, it reminded people that I got here in the first place by building a 60 million dollar wine store. You know what I mean?
0: Talking. Do you you feel like a lot of people look past that? They see the bravado and they don't see the substance.
1: Yeah, but, you know, that's the price I have to pay for for having that DNA, like being an extrovert and being over the top and high energy um, is not the advantage that everybody thinks it is. It's the advantage for attention up front, but if you don't have the uh, if you don't have the chops to back it up, the cynicism that people come, you know, when when people meet me, I'm about to give this talk to thousands of people in Atlanta. You know, a lot of those people are going to look for the other shoe to drop, right? Like, like when they are done watching me talk and be like, "Oh, it's entertaining." uh, Yeah, but what's this real deal? I mean, my employees tell me all the time the number one question that everybody asks them you know, at family dinners or when friends realize they work for me is always like, but what's he really like? And they always laughed like,
0: like that. All the time.
1: All the time.
0: (laughs) Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. So let's talk a little bit about how social media fits in with your book marketing strategy and kind of some of the things that you do from a social media standpoint to move books?
1: You know, I a lot of content. Um, I, uh, I throw right hooks. I'm very comfortable asking for the sale. Link to Amazon, link to Barnes & Noble. I'm a big fan of live streaming. I'm very good at the QVC-like selling. You know, that high emotion right then and there. So Periscope and Facebook Live and things like that become very handy. Um, so, those are the things that come through.
0: Got it. And what have you seen? Let's talk about, I guess, the most recent book. So, the Ask Your V book. What did you see were like the top three drivers of sales for that book?
1: Um, number one was um, asking people that I built a relationship with. Literally, just on Twitter, like, hey, I've brought you value. Are you buying the book? Can you buy five, 10 books? Like, asking people, believe it or not, one by one, spending hours doing that. Uh, number two, Instagram influencers. Just literally reaching out to influencers and saying, hey, I have a book coming out. Is there something where you can bring attention to it? product placement the day it comes out? A stunning amount of people were like, crush, it's the reason I became this, so I'll do it for free. Some people wanted money, no problem. Um, and, uh, and away we went. So influ- influencers on Instagram and then Facebook ads, targeting fans of business books, other business personalities, Shark Tank, my fans with right hooks about the book.
0: Got it. Now, can you talk about the the eight book package and kind of that whole push? Yeah. Was that a big success? Just it was, walk us but, through how but that no, works. But
1: notice it wasn't on the top three of drivers, right? Yep. We sold, we sold 5,000 books that day, which is a big number. I guess it's 5% of overall sales in the first week. So it's a big number. But yeah, I did an eight hour telethon where if you bought eight books during it, we put you into a drawing. Um, and... Uh, uh, and it was really good. It was uh, it was really um, it was a really great driver. I mean, I think the big thing for me, did you watch some of it, all of it? I, I did not, no. Um, first of all, that sucks. Second of all <laughs> se- second of all, it was a lot of fun. Like, honestly, bro, and I and I mean this very seriously, and I think you have a sense of this. Like, I'm I'm a marathon moneymaker. Like, I don't care about the ROI of what's in front of me. You know, like of course I have my wants and needs and dreams and hopes in the short term, but I'm dramatically more oriented on long term. And so the big thing from that eight-hour marathon was, I just made a lot of new fans. I, you know, I, I, I brought a lot of value. Um, tens of thousands of people that watched that didn't buy a single book, and that's super okay with me. Um, I'm super intrigued with the journey and the challenge of trying to guilt people into buying my stuff over time. You know. <laughs> And so uh, I don't mind providing enormous upfront value or giving away all my information for free and never being compensated
0: for it. I think net, net, I win. Got it. Now, can you can you talk a little bit about the jab, 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 right hook philosophy, especially for those who maybe haven't read the book and kind of how how that fits in with the way that you market books? Well,
1: it's a good segue by you, right? That's really what I was just talking about, which is give, 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 and then ask.
0: And it's not give, 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 and
1: then take which unfortunately I think a lot of people think is the name of the book. Um, jab to Jab, right hook is the way I do social media, give away content, give away content, give away content, reply to people, give away content, reply to people. If it's in the other person's vested interest, that's a jab, right? That's for them, that's for them. Replying, answering questions, uh, one-on-one you know, video replies, um, and then the content I put out. Here's a free video, here's a free video, here's a free video, here's they're all free, it's all free content. Uh, and then the right hook is, hey, every three years for me, it's like, hey, can you buy my book on Amazon? Or uh, a right hook might be, you know, um, um, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm getting texts while I'm on this Skype, I need to turn that <laughs> off, I'm, I get very ADD'd out. I think, we just, <laughs> I think we just want a piece of business I've been waiting on, so I'm excited, I gotta check it after we're done here. Uh, um, I think that, uh, I think that uh, the right hook could be, you know, I've been thinking a lot more about trying to sell wine once in a while, once a month, you know, 12 times a year. Is it okay for me to throw a right hook for the wine business? Uh, Mainly because I think it would bring people value, especially if I'm selling a $15, a wine that's worth 50 bucks for 25 bucks or something like that. So, but yeah, that, that's my concept, guys. For everybody who's listening, way too many of you are in the right hook, right hook, right hook business. Everything out of your mouth on social media is buy this, buy my course, buy my book, um, you know, pre-order my book. It's you know, like buy my buy my ten dollars PDF. Like it's all just it's all selling, selling, selling. And I just don't think that that's a good idea. And I don't think anybody who's watching right now thinks that's a good idea, except when they're doing it.
0: <laughs> and they're beating you over the head with their book and never never offering anything.
1: Most authors, back to the book concept of this whole thing, uh, are, do two major things wrong. Number one, they wait too late to promote. They're, they're promoting week of, month of, day after it comes out. They do traditional media. They do a couple magazine articles and a, a morning talk show and they think, yay, or they do a blog or two. Uh, and number two, they're just in sales mode on social media. They're not providing. I mean, any nonfiction person should be doing creative of, Mini stories of side prequels, sequels, post calls, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, character expansion posts on medium um, and and Facebook. I mean any nonfiction author right now, if they started writing short stories around the characters of their nonfiction book on Facebook, 70 paragraph short stories, three paragraph short stories, and started posting on their Facebook fan page, that would build a lot of attention and intrigue around the main characters for when the book came out six months later. Got it? That was something very tangible that would work.
0: Love it. Now you, you talk a lot about the hustle and kind of hustling your way to where you are uh, now, how does that translate over into book mode? Because I know there's a lot of behind the scenes hustle that people just don't see uh, when you're in book mode. What are some of those things and some of those ways that you use that for your advantage?
1: Um, yeah, man, I just fucking work. You know, like I'm just, hustle mode is real. Like, you know, when a lot of people just heard. actually, let's rewind the tape. What was the number one way that I sold books? Asking people, you know, when you work at nine and ten and eleven and twelve p.m., you have time to do that, right? I mean, like, you either do it or you don't. And so, you know, even writing the book, I'm busy. You know, so during vacation, being on the phone for nine hours with my ghostwriter, like, you know, these are—it's just work. It just work. And uh, a lot of you want to write the books, but you don't want to sell the books. And a lot of you want to sell the books, but you don't want to write the books. And so. It's understanding that you have to deliver on both fronts to be a successful author, uh, one that can continue to, you know, you're asking for the world to allow you to write for a living. You have to care about the business part. That's how life works. You know, way too many people get too much into the romantic or artistic aspects of these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. One more question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. One more question on the marketing side of things, and then I want to kind of switch gears into the the business side of things. And, and
1: FYI, and I just want to apologize for everybody listening because I was late. I need to get to this crucial meeting. I'm gonna be with you. I'm gonna stick with you here, but I'm gonna bag up right now and uh, and go to the go to my cab. So like I'm gonna uh, keep answering your questions as we go. So I think this will be one of the more
0: hustle episodes <laughs> of the show.
1: So I apologize. And if I lose you, I'll call you right back.
0: Got it. Cool. Okay, go Living ahead. it. Living the hustle. So. Let's, uh, w- what are some of the maybe just biggest mistakes over the years? Cause you got four books, yep. that, you know, yep. you, well, f- four plus, plus one or plus an asterisk, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so over the course of those, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made and lessons that you've learned from those?
1: You know, like obviously I told you the first one, I relied too much on the publisher. I thought they would help make it happen. Um, what, what mistakes have I made? Um, I think with a jab, jab, right hook. There was more opportunity to get on a lot more podcasts. I think I uh, I think I um, missed the podcast early podcast boat on Jab 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 Right Hook. Uh, thank you economy. I was so busy building um, VaynerMedia that I didn't even I didn't put enough hustle in. But I had some good promotions. I had a thank you box that was a huge hit. You know, if you bought five books and I gave people and then I delivered big time. I I gave people like two hundred dollars worth of stuff for you know they got more stuff. And good stuff like you know, uh, so that was cool. Um, gift cards like to like Amazon. Like I basically, I basically gave them all their money back for supporting me. Talk about a marathon, right? Um, got everything. I just want to make sure. Hold on. Um, this last book was a pretty awesome campaign. I think. Um, I think the one mistake I made was, I didn't. Um, I did a better job with jab 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 right hook, in getting my acquaintances and lightweight friends and even good friends to buy 10, 15, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I did not do that and probably cost myself a good 10,000 books by not taking two days off in the summer, hanging out. Um, In general, I've come to realize books in February, March are bad for me. I'm gonna start releasing books in, in September, October. So I can use August as a time to really hustle because it's a downtime, you know? So just figuring out my cadence. Got
0: it. And why is that a downtime for you? Uh,
1: Because the world is, is down in August. People are vacationing and it's summer and I tend to like when the world is not working. You know, I feel like then I can not have to work as much either. Like I like the holidays in August. So that's why,
0: family time. Got it. Now, obviously, you're a big personal brand guy. And so I want to kind of zoom out and look at these books and how they fit in with your business. Because a lot of people would say, Gary, you're growing like a massive company. Why even do these books? Like, how do you see this fitting in with your your business model and kind of like where your business is going?
1: I think that uh, 20 to $30 million worth of VaynerMedia's business this year is because I'm Gary Vee. I mean, if it, you know, now – ultimately you have to deliver, right? And I have to have a company, but you know, my content is around the things that I do for a living. I don't sell people on it and I do it for bigger companies um, and they have much more rigor and they're much more cynical. um, So you can't just charismatic them into like nobody's, GE and Pepsi are not paying me because I'm Gary Vee. Gary Vee maybe gave me the chance to have them pay me better than other people. That's why I do
0: it. Got it. That makes sense. Now, I've heard you say before that that you've written more books than than you've read. Is that for real? It's not for real, but it's a little tongue in cheek. But I've read
1: ten books, and I've written five, so it's not a uh, it's not as far off. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out where the hell I am. Uh, it's not as far off as it
0: may seem, right? And and so can you? I, I'm curious on that because I I love reading and I feel like it, it, it's just huge. And I let me
1: let like me tell you this: yeah. I wish I, I I wish I could read. I'm a very poor reader. Um, my there's probably had a lot to do with why I'm bad at school. I'm sure I could learn how, but you may also know that I'm a big believer that you triple down in your strengths and not worry about your weaknesses. I know how I learn, and I learn by doing and touching and going through it. You know, it sucks. Like, like. There's so many people that grow so much by reading. Like, I really, really wish that that was for me. It's just not. And I don't think that, hey, look how cool I am. Don't read. I think, hey, look how cool I am. I figured myself out and you need to figure yourself out. And if that means you read every day one book and that's how you win, then that's awesome that you figured yourself out. It's, you know, it's awesome that you enjoy that. Like, I'm happy for you and like,
0: go do it, you know? Are you a big audiobook guy or just not? You
1: know not what's really funny? I fun. tried to do my first audiobook on my last vacation with my wife, and it didn't work yeah. out. I tried. Hold on one second. Uh, Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Vaynerchuk. Do you know? If, Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk? Vaynerchuk? Uh, you you called somebody. I'm, I have a car. I uh, think. You have a car. I have a car coming. No, neither one of these. No, no, okay, no. cool. Go ahead, my man. Keep going. I'm with you. I tr- so I tried the audiobook, but it didn't click for me.
0: Did you go two times speed or three times speed?
1: I went two times speed. I just it didn't work. I, you know, I I think I wanted to relax. That's why more than anything. And it was like a business book, like Innovators by Walter Isaacson. You know, like. But I again, it's um. It's uh, it's super obvious to me that um, that it comes down to strengths and weaknesses and how one one interacts with this stuff. And so everybody does it different. And, you know, I, uh, I'm always worried that I've got this kind of certain swagger kind of style and everybody like thinks, Oh, it's cool. And then like the youngsters are going to try to be like me. And, uh, and I really hope they're not. I really hope they realize the, the greatest thing that a, a, a youngster could do if they want to emulate me is figure themselves out cause that's what I think I did well. Not, not that I wear jeans and a t-shirt or, or I curse or I don't even like that. I curse, you know that? Like I'd be much more popular. Um, I just, am the. I'm just truly me. I'm really, I really never want anybody to ever meet me and say you're different. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of pride in that. And so it goes in both directions, right? It goes in the, uh, I've got to show the public on stage and other places my true self too. And some of those things are less attractive or less noble or less classy. And that's okay. Um, I just want to, every author here watching would sell a lot more books if they were fully themselves. If they, if they understood they needed more help marketing-wise and, and learned more or brought somebody in. If they, if they are great at writing, they would write more on Medium and Facebook. Like, you got to figure yourself out, your system.
0: Got it. Now, on that note, was that like a conscious choice that you made? Because obviously, polarity is a big part of what you do. Was that a conscious choice or did, was that just you being you? That was just me being me. Like that, that was, there was just, I never, I never thought I was building
1: a personal brand or, or any of those kind of things, you know? Like, I was just living my life. And so I, uh, some of those things just evolved. Like, that's it. You know, just never, I never calculated like, oh, I'm going to rat, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to get more popular. I I truly believe that if my personality was slightly different, I'd be dramatically more popular. I truly believe that.
0: How so? Well,
1: there's just a lot of like, I I mean, the four, and this is generalizing, I have plenty of 40 to 70 year old female fans, but there's so many 40 to 70 year old females in, 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 and this is again, complete generalizing that are turned off by the cursing and you know the marketing female demo is huge. I could be crushing that, and I look at some of the Guy Kawasaki's and Seth Godin's and and you know other characters that do extremely well in that demo. And for a lot of them, I'm out of consideration given my uh, given my communication style. FCS Vaynerchuk, Vaynerchuk Gary, Gary right? Sorry. Sorry. Everybody watching here in real time, trying to get my cab.
0: (laughs) So you talked, you talked a little bit about the 30 million in business from your books. Where does that, where does that come from? And, and what's the trade-off there for, for the business that comes from the books versus the time that you spend on the books?
1: Um, I'm not sure. Like, you know, it's my intuitive belief that there's, that it's worthwhile that, but one could argue that if I didn't spend all the time in the books and all this stuff, that I'd have 45 million in extra sales because I'd be going to business meetings and closing them. And they're probably right. I just do believe that, um, you know, very honestly, let me let me actually get really real here. Like, I don't care. Like if I leave a, if somebody came to me and said, you left 50 million dollars, 100 million dollars on the table of building this persona or doing this stuff or I'd say, great. Do you know how many goddamn people email me every single day saying that I changed their lives? Thousands of people a a month. Thousands of people a month email me and say this tactic or this strategy. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. Um, you You know, like, you know how many of those people's lives I've changed? Like, that's a huge deal. And so, like, I've made enough money already. Like, already right now I've made enough money. So, you know, if the net score was 40, million in losses, but I made 40,000 people's lives better, I would make that trade every day of the week. I've already made more than I... Ready? Um, you know, that's that's just the
0: story. Got thank it. Thank you. Thank you. No, obviously... Hold on, hold on a second. What's I thought you said Gary. no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: hey, <laughs> how you doing? Thank you. you I'll take... You okay, thank there. you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Oh, oh my fault. No worries.
0: I keep yeah. No worries. Go ahead, my man. Sweet. So you, you obviously you do a lot of speaking around the books. Is speaking kind of as part of your business model? Is that just when books happen? Like is that just when you do your speaking? Or kind of how does that fit in the grand scheme uh, of your business? Got, you you know, guys are to at right? Yes. Thank you.
1: Um, that falls into place on um, uh, a little bit prior to the last question, which is – I do think speaking is the place where I get my biggest impact on return. It is a place where I've got something going for myself, right? Clearly, I got a style. But much like the last question, I think that um, I like it. You know, like I genuinely like it. I think the reason it's going well is I get a real rush for being on stage. It's a, it's a really interesting thing for me to do. And so it all fits in. I mean, there's been, unbel- I mean, look, I, I can flat out tell you right now black and white, Toyota, big client of ours came from a speech, you know, CMO was in the audience. And so, yeah, it's business development. Um, building the brand is business development, but but I, but I think I, I'm very cautious to go through this because I want to make sure everybody understands. It's about having unbelievable balance between the steak and the sizzle, right? You gotta have both. And so, um, every time I'm doing too much speaking, too much Gary Vee, too many interviews like this, too many, too much television, then I start going into cocoon and going, several months in building the business. Right. Yeah. And then after a year of that, then I'm like, wait a minute, I missed the limelight. I missed the action. So I seesaw back and forth between and, and probably spend all my energy and time on. And this is subconscious more than conscious on the balance of the speaking and the books and all that thing to the
0: business and vice versa. Now, I was going to say, is that what causes that counterbalance is like you swing PR heavy during book mode then off season. It's kind of like when you're down in the, in, in it, we're growing the business. Yes. Other than,
1: other than most celebrities, you know, I think a lot of musicians did that, right. You go on, then you go off. I would say the only difference is that I'm a 24 seven social media content producer. So I don't think I'm really off, um, in that way, but I'm, I feel like, um, I'm, um, I'm, more off, you know, more <laughs> off and, and definitely, and definitely the best version of myself because I'm in a full jab mode. Like right now I feel so excited. Like everything out of my mouth is to bring value to my community. It feels so awesome not to be like, Hey, buy a book.
0: Got it. Cool. Last couple of questions. So in terms of the, this is the last thing on the speaking. A lot of people would look at the speaking and they'd be like, Gary, I don't care how high your fee is. Like, how like how does that make sense as much as you're speaking? Again.
1: Again, I got paid seventy thousand dollars to land a seven million dollar account. That's how. Got it. How's that for an answer?
0: <laughs> awesome. Last question. So what would be your parting tip for someone thinking about writing a book in the in, in especially in within the context of using that book to grow their business? What would be kind of your parting piece of advice for them?
1: It works. But it only works if you write a good book. <laughs> But it works, like everybody in the world that can do it should. I just don't know if everybody can. Let me phrase, I know everybody can. Um, uh, And so the question becomes, you know, remember, I had built a big business by the time I wrote a book. Too many of you are in your 20s. Listen, you gotta write about what you know. So if, if you're 24 years old and you write about a book of the first five or seven years of your journey, like if you called the book the first five years, and then the subtitles, the first five years of the entrepreneurial journey, right? That's cool, right? Like that's that's interesting, that's real. Too many people fake what they're writing about and the reader on the other side can sniff it out. I've stayed very, if you look at my books, the business book, and actually the wine book, the wine book, that's what I did. Then the business book, because I had built a business on the internet. Facebook, I mean, YouTube and Twitter being the foundation, that's what I cared about when Crusher came out. Then the thank you economy, it was about, I broke out in social media because I cared more about my community. Then Jab, 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 Ray right, Hook. Those were the content that we were building at VaynerMedia. Media. It's what I knew best at that moment. And now Ask Gary B., which is really the 360 of who I am and how I got here. And, and so I've stayed very parallel to my truths.
0: Love it. Gary, thanks so much. This has been great. Before we head out, where can people go to find out more about you and what you're up to? I think Facebook.com slash
1: Gary. It's easy to remember, right, everyone? You know, uh, is definitely the place
0: to go. Awesome. Gary, thanks thank again. Thanks for having me, man. Good job. Really nice work. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you'd be watching. Uh, so thank you so much It means the World. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important Uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to self-publishing. Dot com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.